Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Please do have a seat. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we will work on having more chairs available for next week. We will also move forward a little bit. Uh, it's good to see so many faces. Bruce, always awesome. Where are you, Bruce? Where did you go? There you are. Always lovely. I, I turned to Dan and I said, is that Bruce Noden? So it's very nice to have you welcome. It's good to see some faces that I also haven't seen yet. So a couple of weeks ago, Paul Gunning, um, where's Paul? I know you're here somewhere. There he is over there. He did an excellent uh, sermon on spiritual gifts and everything else. And then he made fun of administration, as I'm the church administrator. But that's okay. I forgive him. I'm sure I can pick on the British somewhere in the sermon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it was an excellent service, uh, sermon. And so I would really recommend that you go back and watch that. But one of the things that came out from, from that time is that we as a church, we need to have a look at our spiritual gifts. Uh, the week after that, I asked, just let me ask again, who of you know what your spiritual gifts are? Who of you would like to know what your spiritual gifts are? There we go. Okay, I see little hands. Okay. You know, with great power comes great responsibility, just saying. <laughs> okay. So um, what we know from Scripture is that if we have a look in Scripture, that uh, in, in Corinthians, it says that a spiritual gift is given to each one of us so that we can help each other. But before we start and dig in, I want to show you a quick video clip. Uh, it's from GodTube. Okay, there it goes. Volume. Derek Miles again with Milestone Motivation TV. We're in downtown Raleigh. We're going to talk about the spiritual gifts. Come with me. What and how did you find out what your spiritual gifts are? The five spiritual gifts for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a child of God. I would remember that really good. Love. Love. Patience. You ever heard of a spiritual gift? Um, kind of, sort of like a gift from God, you mean? Yes, absolutely. Not sure? Not sure. Do you know what yours specific spiritual gift maybe? I think it's singing or anything in the music industry. How are you using it? I'm not. You're not? I'm not. It's a problem. I know. Okay. Now, <laughs> do you get frustrated at times? Yeah. Because okay. I feel like life would be better if I just used it. There you go. Because it's like a tool from God. And I feel Absolutely. like. Yeah. We've interviewed maybe three or four people. We had a couple people who gave us some, some answers that were incorrect and then we have people who had no clue whatsoever. So what we want to do is still have maybe two or three more interviews. What are your spiritual gifts? Um, understanding. So let's help somebody out. What, what are your spiritual gifts and how did you find out what your spiritual gifts are? Well, my gifts are mainly is just being a people person. Okay. So what is your spiritual gift and how did you find out what your spiritual gift is? Um, well, I say my spiritual gift is um, leader. But do you think we need to do a better job in, in the church as far as teaching the spiritual gifts? I think we need to do a way better job. The okay. church has failed the community and the people in the church. Mm. Um, I think it's more now about uh, entertainment. Oh. It's more about um, pleasing the older people that pay tithe and not the young people, not the people who that are actually the future of the church. 
everybody has a spiritual gift. So yeah. basically what I wanted to do is ask you, what are your spiritual gifts? Confusion. Confusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so as I said in, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. And so that was an awesome video because I think it is something that we need to look at as a church. And uh, throughout this morning, we're going to see what is God's intention for each one of us for a spiritual gift. Now, this is different to the, the fruit of the Spirit that Brian spoke about last week. We're actually looking at a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to each one of us, that God gives to us, and that we are supposed to be using. Okay, have you ever had a moment when you're doing something and you think, this is what I was created to do? Have you ever had that moment? Anybody? Okay, and, and do you feel God's pleasure at that moment? Okay, and does anybody know what that, uh, where that song came from? Olympic, yeah. <laughs> it's from a movie uh, called Chariots of Fire. And it's about the 1924 Olympics with the, the story about Eric Little and Harold Abrams. And they were both running. And there's a scene in the movie where um, he's speaking to his sister. Um, Eric Little is speaking to his sister. And he's been called as a missionary to China. And he's telling his sister that he will go. But then he says this word, uh, uh, this sentence. I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. How cool is that? That is such an incredible sentence. And so what is it in your life and my life that when we are doing that thing, we feel God's pleasure? Do you have something? I see some of us do, but not all of us. Okay, so let's have a look. If we have a look at um, working with kids, okay? No, not that one yet. I'm a little bit lost this morning. Okay. But I love working with kids because they, I mean, you know, there'll be a kid that doesn't even take sciences and wants to be a neurosurgeon, you know. But I just love it because, like, the world is their oyster. You know, they are going to be an astronaut and then they're going to be a doctor and they, they're going to just take over the world. And I, and I love it because they are unhindered by life. There's a reason why insurance for under 25s is, is more expensive. <laughs> hey, Carl. Um, <laughs> then, uh, is that correct, Carmen, right? Insurance for under 25s is... So, <clears throat> I wasn't going to go there, okay? Just for the record. For males under 25. She said it, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Carmen. But there is a reason, because they can take on anything. And I, and I love that. But there comes a stage in our lives, I think, as we get a little bit older, we look around and we go, is this it? Is this what life is? Um, I have said this before. Uh, please do not admit if you have one. But have you looked at most Harley owners? There's a certain demographic of people that own Harleys. If you do have one, shh, okay. And when a Harley is parked somewhere, you'll see there's a certain age group that goes to look at those Harleys. It's not the old, old people. It's not the young, young yeah, the, the middle-aged. And why is that? Have you ever heard of a middle-aged crisis? Midlife crisis, sorry. Yeah, midlife crisis. Okay. And so when I look around, I see that, that sometimes we, we get to a stage in our life and we go look around and we go, is this it? And I think the way that we can move past that is if we have a look at this verse in, uh, this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. It says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. 
the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. If we look at our lives from the perspective of we're born, we go to school, we try and have as much fun as possible, then we get a job, then we earn money, we try to earn enough money that by the time we retire, we can still spend the money and try and you know retire young enough that we don't have to spend all the money that we've saved on like medical bills. And then you hope that you know you go to be to with the Lord before all your savings are done. Okay? <laughs> when when I think about that, that just depresses me. If that's going to be my life, that's depressing. And I think sometimes we have that picture that that's what the aim of our life is. But what if, but what if, if all of that, yes, guys, education, fantastic, savings, very important, having fun is great, okay? Um, but saving money, education, all of that, that is there. But what if, what if we look at our life slightly differently and we see those things through the picture of this verse that says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, and it says, for we are co-workers in God's service. You're God's field and God's building. So we do all those things, but instead of that being the beginning and the ending, the purpose of our life is actually to live through God's calling in our lives. And while we do all those other things that we need to do, we need to work, reality, God also calls us to work. But in that, we are actually fulfilling and moving in the gifts that God has given us. That is a whole different perspective. And then my life has more meaning. There was a stage where, you know those movies where they, they, they show the person getting up, working, going to bed, and then they repeat it? There was a stage in my life where I felt like that. Like I was just doing every day. There's a movie, a little video clip, Dinner for One. Anybody know? So Germans, we know this one? Yeah. <laughs> the same as every year. Is that the line? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's the guy that has to do something every year the same. And so if I view my life in that way, then I'm not going to find joy. And I'm not going to find any joy in the Lord. So when I look at that verse that God calls us to be co-workers, it absolutely blows my mind because that gives me a purpose. I wasn't able to verify the story, but I've heard it before that uh, Nelson Mandela, when he was in Robben Island, uh, one of the ways that they used to break their spirit, uh, the prisoner's spirit, was to get them to move a pile of rocks from one side that move across to the other side. And once it got there, they told them to move it back. Now, like I said, I wasn't able to verify that story. But when I look at that, that is just menial work for the sake of doing work. There's zero purpose. And so that will break my heart. I will not be able to function. As you know, Vintuk um, had a tragedy recently with the, with the death of a young student, Ben. And so on, on Friday, we as a YOP leadership, leadership team had an incredible opportunity to speak to young people and to talk to them about how God works through suffering. So it wasn't just us hanging out with a bunch of kids, but what we were doing was actually fulfilling God's gifting in our lives. And we were able to share with young people that even though horrible things happen in this world, that God can still move and is still on the throne. And how amazing is that? Because that was fulfilling something that God has called us to do. That is not menial work. That is a higher calling. I have a friend of mine who says, that's when you're stepping on holy ground. How incredible. So, so let's have a look at some of these passages, looking at these gifts. And we're going to start with 1 Corinthians 12. and says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. 
There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So there already we see the purpose of the spiritual gift. It is there to help each other. To one person, the spirit of gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. <clears throat> Excuse me. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is about the spirit of God or from another spirit. So another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So what do we see from that passage? We see, number one, lots of different gifts. We also see that it is God who decides which gift to get. And that all of these gifts, what is the purpose of it? To help each other and to build the church. And when I say church, I don't mean New Song Family Church, I mean God's church. That's the purpose of it. Let's have a look at Romans 12, verse 6 and 8. To eight. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with so much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Dana, Dana definitely has the gift of service. Who of you have ever received like chocolate chip cookies or anything from Dana as a special gift? Dana, please look around. Look at all these hands. Okay. The gift of service, right there. Who of you have received cookies from me? <laughs> if you did, they were bought, I promise. Okay. <laughs> and so we are all given. Who of you have ever been to a function that I helped plan? Mm, there we go. See, Paul, you see, gift of administration. <laughs> and so we work in our different giftings, and it all comes together for each one of us to become mature believers and for the church to grow. Let's have a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed to the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, then those who have the gift of healing, those who can help each other, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. And so when we look around, and I can guarantee you, if we would spend time talking together, you'll see that together this church would form the perfect body. That God would have appointed people in this church to, to make the perfect church family. Now, I just want to, at that point, just say, I love having kids in the church service. Okay? There's a reason why we're called New Song Family Church. Okay? And so, um, who's that? Little Rachel, right? Little Rachel, have you ever seen her um, walk up and do worship with the team? It's great, okay? So I just want you to know, if you have children, so welcome. There's no noise that will ever bother us. That is the sweetest sound to hear little kids in church. I've told this story before, Kiana Cormack. Do you know her? 
She's like the superstar hockey player. We knew when she was yay high with Barbie doll shoes. And so she would walk through, go clip, 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 come to dinner, go ask for some gum, drink prayer time, and then walk back, clip, 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 clip. So that's us. Okay, so I just want you to know, noise does not bother us. That's why we work with kids. All right. So as we have a look at these spiritual gifts, a few things that we need to ask. Are spiritual gifts the same as talents? Like I've said before, I love this. There are people that make straight eye contact, some that look away, some that are, you know, just glancing, okay? Are spiritual gifts the same as talents? Your God-given talents, your natural talents? Not always, okay? So just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's your spiritual gift, okay? Spiritual gifts are given to you by God, okay? Talents are something that you're born with or that you train in. For some reason, at athletics practice, they put me in charge of long jump. Why are you laughing? Okay. That is not my God-given talent at all. I'm like, shot put, hello, hello, shot put, okay. But anyway, so spiritual gifts are different to talents, okay. A talent is something that everyone has, but spiritual gifts are given to believers. It's something that God gives you to edify the body and to build up the church, okay. And that is the aim of a spiritual gift. The aim of a spiritual gift is for God's glory. Does everyone get the same gift? We read, in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. If you ever look at the leadership team, we all have different gifts. Rico is worship. I am not. Ask my students that have gone on outings with me and when I sing them awake in the morning. It's amazing how when you sing, they wake up so quickly. Okay. Does everyone have a role to play? Yes. Every single person has a role to play. If we have a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says the following. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all have the same spirit. Yes, am I there? Yes. The body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that not make it any less a part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. So there already you see that God has put each person in this church for a reason. You are not here by accident. Okay. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Have you ever heard your small toe? And it's amazing how that little thing makes this whole person hobble. You kind of like limp. So I don't think that's a small part, okay? And the parts we regard, I love how the Bible puts this. And the parts we regard as, le regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together with such great honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, 
all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. I had a pastor when I was in South Africa, and he always said, your success is our honor. And I thought that was, that was very awesome. Because we are a church family. Together we make who God has called us to be. Together we can reach this nation. So here's a question. <clears throat> if you don't have the gift of evangelism, who has the gift of evangelism? Okay, the missionaries, good, good, okay. If you don't have the gift of evangelism, does that mean you don't need to evangelize? Unfortunately not. Okay, the reason why I say unfortunately not is because when I was, uh, I was in a youth group after uh, ministry team, and they made us, and I tell you, made us. We had to wear skirts, problem number one, okay? And then we had to go to Rudaput. This is team, by the way, yeah. Made us go to Rudaput and stand at the robots and hand out pamphlets and ask people, do you know Jesus? Okay? Not the way I do ministry, okay? That was like one of the worst experiences of my life. Second, followed by us going to the Vintook show and doing exactly the same. Okay, but there are people that are gifted to do that. I'm still called to evangelize. I'm still called to share Christ. The way I do it is not necessarily going up to people. But you hear of stories where, where amazing things have, have happened. There was a gentleman, I think you spoke about in Australia, who was sharing Jesus with me and how many people uh, gave their hearts through that, that uh, interaction. But God still calls me to speak to people about him just differently. And so if you do not have the gift of evangelism, unfortunately, this verse applies to all of us. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations if you have the gift of evangelism. But nope, that's not what it says. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. This verse applies to each and every one of us. The, the, the charge or the, the mandate of speaking to people about who Jesus is and discipling them and being part of Bible studies, for example, because there's training on the 28th of January. Lois, next week, Saturday. Um, we are all given this mandate. So what we have is we have a spiritual gifts quiz that we will hand out at the end. But I just want to give you a little heads up. A spiritual gift quiz is a man-made thing. We know this, right? And so we can't look at it and because a lot of it also lies along your natural inclinations. And, and depending on how you answer it, you can also kind of manipulate it a bit. But with this, be reminded that God sometimes gives us gifts that are not with what we would call our natural giftings. And so this, this quiz that will be available for those who'd like to do it is a guideline. Do not be limited. Do not, let the, do not quench the spirit, to use big words there. Okay? Because that will be an indicator, but, but sometimes God gives you something that makes you step out of your comfort zone. All right. So what is the proper way in which we should exercise our gifts? Let's have a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. And it says, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Okay, so it's that whole list of gifts, and then it says that. And then it says, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And then we move into 1 Corinthians chapter 30, which says, 
If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. So what that is saying, and then it goes into the rest of, of the love chapter, chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So what it's saying there is that in our gifts, we need to exercise it in love. Have you ever um, spoken to somebody that has like a discerning spirit? You know, where, they, they, where God tells them things that they need to share with you. And they come across so harshly that you just want to run away. Okay. I once knew someone many years ago who felt his calling in church was to stand in the doorway and keep the pastor on track. Okay. But if you ever look, 1 Corinthians 13 says that everything has to be covered in love. And so in our giftings, in our spiritual gifts, we move from a place of love. So, 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Who of you have been camping and the fire's dying? What do you do? You fan it into flame, right? Okay, so here's a little, don't say church isn't practical, right? You do this, and then you blow like that, and then it makes the fire. Life tip right there, okay? But you fan it into flame, and you, you give oxygen, and as you attend to the fire, the fire gets bigger. And so when we read this verse, it says, Timothy, or Paul is saying to Timothy that we need to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. And I remember, Paul, you said so well that if you are in a church that isn't allowing you to exercise your spiritual gifts, yes, Paul, you said this, I heard it, that you need to look for a church that will allow you. And we are a church that wants everybody to be doing what God has called them to do. If you felt led by God to lead a Bible study, don't wait for us to ask you. Come speak to us. God is the one that leads this church. Each one of us are just obedient to what God has called us to do. The ministry team, we're there to administer the church, but it's each one of us that plays a role. We are all part of the body. And the only way that this nation will be reached for Jesus is that if every single person sitting here moves in the area that God has called them to. Can you imagine if each one of us does what God has called us to what would happen to this country? What would be in the papers on Monday? I open the papers on Monday, I see horrific things. Throughout the week, I see crime reports, and I'm not going to even mention the things that happen in there. But what would happen if each one of us went out and moved where God wanted us to move, and moved in the way that he wanted? This nation would be changed. And from this nation, we would reach the world. Doesn't that excite you? That excites me. Okay? And that is, that is our prayer for, for this church family. And so when you leave, there will be a spiritual gifts. And I want to encourage you, find one of us, uh, Jean-Pierre, Rico, myself, Brian and Dana, and tell us what your spiritual gifts are. There's nothing like a little bit of accountability. True? Dana's my accountability. She goes, have you weighed yourself? I'm like, no. Okay. Don't want to. All right. But accountability goes a far way. And so if you know what your spiritual gift is, Please come speak to us. If you're not sure how to, how to move in it and how to exercise it or what you need, come speak to us. That is my job as administrator is to facilitate these things. Okay, I'm nearly done, Paul. That's my last little aim there. Okay. That, is, that is what we are called to do as leaders of this church is to allow people and encourage people and facilitate people doing what God has called them to do. Please do not end this day without asking God what is your role to play. 
What has he given you specifically? Because he knows you and he has a plan. And I think that's very exciting. Let's close and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I thank you for this church family. Lord, I, I thank you how you've, you've put us all together. Um, Lord, that before creation was even there, that you knew of this moment and, and you knew who would be following you and, and the plan that you have for Vintuk and Namibia. Father, I pray that this church will be known as a church that, that loves you deeply and shares that love all those around us. Lord, I pray that we'll move and fan into flame the gifts that you've given us, Lord, and that, uh, that when we get to the end of our lives, that we can look back and we can feel your pleasure on everything that we've done. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for the adventure that you call us upon to go higher up and deeper in, Lord. How incredible. Lord, I thank you for this day. And I, and I, pray, I pray that this day will bring glory and honor to your name. This is Rico Vecca, and I am also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.